Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, the podcast that helps teachers learn how to create their own podcasts and also help them out making a great-looking website. If you have any questions about how to create a podcast or a website, check out educationalpodcasting.today. You can, of course, find us over on Twitter at Podcasting Today. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail and email us at feedback at teachercast.net. We would love to answer your questions. We'd love to feature your podcast on the show. Thank you so much for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. And I am so excited about the show today. Today, we're going to be talking all about how you can create a podcast with your students. I am so excited to bring a guest on from the great West Coast area of the country. I want to bring on Hans Apple. Hans, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Dude, I'm awesome. I'm so happy to see you. Uh, so happy to be here. Super grateful for this opportunity. I am excited to hear about this. I love learning about teachers who are taking that step and bringing their students into the world of podcasting to expand their listening. Talk to us a little bit about your show. You have created the award-winning culture podcast. Yeah. So about a year ago, um, I started kind of toying with the idea of creating a podcast with uh, some students. Um, and um, it, it was just kind of on the back of my mind. I had mentioned it to a few people. Um, but then my wife and I, who's a teacher here, Jennifer, She's a leadership teacher here. We went to a service conference, um, which is a big statewide leadership conference with some students. And uh, it's a really cool event. They, they hold about 5,000 students in uh, Kent, Washington. It's the Showware Center. It's like a big arena. And they bring in leadership uh, teachers and educators from around the state. And for basically an entire day, they just put on this epic performance, right? They bring in celebrities and athletes and leadership experts and all these cool people from around the country for these kids to learn about. And, and it's just incredible. It was the first time we went was last year and I was completely blown away. And we're sitting there about two thirds of the way through and there's this 95 year old Holocaust survivor uh, named Nomi Bon and she's speaking to a room full of 5,000 kids and you can hear a pin drop. Like it's just, it's just like amazing moment. Right. And I kind of lean over to my wife and I'm like, we've got to do this. And you know, she kind of gives me that puzzled look like, what are you talking about? And at the next break, we kind of started talking more. And it was like, we've got to find a way to get our kids around some of these amazing leaders around the country. Because the reality is we had taken a handful of students to this thing, right? And back at home, we have another 750 kids here at Enterprise that aren't experiencing this opportunity. And so rather than try to recreate this leadership conference or something like that on a once a year kind of deal in our area, it was like, okay, how can we get our kids surrounded by these types of folks that have these amazing inspirational messages to share on a really consistent basis. And then to go beyond that, is this something that we could share out to the community? Is this something that other communities would find interesting? So that was really the, the initial, you know, I guess, thinking behind let's create something here. I love the story of, of a teacher looking to bring their students out to something more than just the traditional field trip. 
right? Like what, what is that like to have students that are so dedicated to their learning that they're interested into going to different events like this? Because, you know, this is not let's bring the students to the zoo or the museum. This is a completely different atmosphere. Right. And, and that's a really good point, because one of the things we were noticing is, OK, we have some exceptional leaders going, you know, in our, in our school. We had created a really amazing school culture. Uh, we had started winning awards, um, which is kind of where our show title came from. Um, we won the uh, 2018 ASCD Whole Child Award uh, for some of the things we were doing. We won a Global Class Act uh, Award for Kindness. And again, that's global. So like there hasn't been a, country, or a school in our country win that in several years. So that was like a huge deal, right? And so we knew we had this like burning desire with kids to do something bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it was really like, okay, how can, how can we do what we're doing, but then take it to that next level? And so exactly what you just mentioned, it was like, okay, let's, let's put, you know, this, this powerful voice uh, that we have with a group of students and magnify that. So take us from square one here. Are these students that are in a club or are these students that are in a class that you've kind of grown the podcast out of? Yeah, so they're really in a leadership class, okay? okay. And, and so we have, we have leadership classes at sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. And so our core group was sixth graders moving into seventh grade last year. And we knew we got to you know, continue to develop these kids. And then we had some other kids uh, in the school at different grade levels that were like, okay, we think we can bring them along as well. And so we started off with about 12 students. Um, and this really isn't, I wouldn't say associated to a class. It's almost more like a genius hour or a passion project type thing. So they're pulled from their leadership class to come be a part of this, you know? So they, they essentially will do this um, podcast. They'll record it, um, you know, once or twice a week, depending on what's going on. Now, Talk to me about that first moment, right? Did you bring up the subject of a podcast or did they start to see an interest? Like, you know, we, we hear a lot of stories of the teacher really wants to do things and then walks in and the kids are like, what, why, how, or was this kind of a mutual, yeah. what was that first day like? Yeah, so, I mean, before we even got to the first day, we spent probably last spring just sort of learning about podcasting. Um, one of the things that, that I started doing was I started mentioning it to people. Um, you know, what do you think about this idea? And students were super excited. Like they were all in like from day one. Um, the adults uh, that I mentioned it to, I got two reactions. One, you're crazy. I don't know how you're going to put together a student led podcast with middle schoolers. And then I got, Oh, that's the most brilliant idea ever. Like you got to do this. And so there was enough of a strong reaction one way or the other that I kind of felt like, okay, we've got something here. And so last spring, we kind of started, you know, exploring it, figuring out, okay, how are we going to get equipment? How are we going to teach ourselves podcasting um, to a, you know, functional level? How are we going to, you know, get students, you know, on board? Um, so one of the things that I did was I wrote a blog post um, and I, I started a blog uh, last spring. And one of the blog posts that I wrote was about this service conference and, the fact that I wanted to create the student led podcast and I had no idea what I was doing and uh, wasn't sure, you know, how to put the whole thing together. Um, but I had some passionate kids and my wife was passionate about it and we're like going to go for it. 
And so that was kind of my way of really putting it out to the world and holding myself accountable. And, you know, because we had started talking last spring with some of those core leadership kids, they were another accountability piece. It was like, okay, you've got the summer Hans to figure this out. And then August, we're going to be rolling. Um, and so that, that's kind of how it, you know, the initial stages developed. But it sounds like you've got, you know, you've got a, uh, clear background or backing, I would say from administration. Like, was that a tough sell to say, Hey, I want to do this. Um, what, what was their, um, thought process when you sat down your, your uppers? Excited. I mean, that, that was the thought process. Um, I work with an amazing administration. Uh, we have, you know, pretty awesome staff, uh, overall. So, um, you know, there was, I would say staff wise, there was a hundred percent support nice. in what we were trying to do just from day one. Um, so there you are, you have your yeah. permission, you've got your idea. Yeah. Um, right. how did all this come together? Did you just start to, you know, p play podcaster? <laughs> did you, uh, put together a budget and start to get equipment? Like what was that? What was that first little bit like? Yeah. So late last spring, uh, we did a donor choose, uh, to really get like the initial microphones, um, you know, the pop filters and, uh, just headphones and some of the basics. Uh, we purchased a MacBook on our own. Um, we wanted it anyways, and we were like, okay, this is going to be perfect. We can use that. Um, and so we started to kind of put stuff together. Um, a lot of just trial and error over the summer, messing around with stuff, uh, watching people like Pat Flynn uh, go through um, things on YouTube, just explaining, okay, this is what you do, podcasting 101 sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of pitfalls. I'll tell you, um, one of the pitfalls that we ran into over the summer, uh, we had, we got three blue Yeti, uh, microphones. Yeah. And, uh, you probably know what I'm going to tell you, but they, uh, essentially they all have the same ID code or whatever. So, um, the MacBook doesn't recognize them as separate devices. Didn't know this, right? Of course. And so had to send them back so they could change, you know, reconfigure or whatever so that we could, form an aggregate device. Yeah. Hmm. But, Rule number one. Yes, exactly. Multiple <laughs> USBs on the same device do not work no matter what. Um, mixers are your friends. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly where you're going with all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so anyways, some of those pitfalls early on, but. Well, I, but I like that though, right? Cause I mean, so many people are sitting here going, what, what did you learn from that first week from that first month okay you so you said you know there was there was some equipment uh snafus what what else do you wish that you could go back in time with marty mcfly and tell yourself about that first month um i'm not sure i would go back and really change a whole lot i i think it, it we knew it was going to be a process and so mm -hmm. like, we started probably mid-august we recorded two podcasts the very first week uh we did a little bit of practice at a leadership camp before school started and then we just sort of dove in. What's, um, the, uh, what, what's your format? I mean, many schools, yeah. when they think of podcasting, they do morning announcements. But you guys have taken this a completely different route. Yeah, so um, there's kind of different formats. But if it's a in-studio guest, we'll just take that. Uh, we essentially have two interview kids. So they'll be asking our guest uh, questions. Um, and so there's usually like five to eight questions that they'll ask, you know, usually around 15 minutes or so. That's about how long that will take. Um, we'll have a third student that we call our debrief student. 
and that student is taking notes and listening very closely to the interview um, because at the end of the entire podcast, um, when we're done with the guest and done with the interview part, um, we do a debrief section. And so that's like a five to 10 minute reflection time that that student will lead. Hmm. And so that's been pretty fun because, uh, you know, you get, it, it's nice to, you know, obviously pull in multiple students and have, you know, different roles going on and things. But what we find with middle schoolers is that, is that they're so, you know, completely consumed in the interview part of it, you know, asking questions and following up. And I mean, that's a challenging, you know, skill that you almost need that third student to be like, Oh, you should ask them this, you know, or, Oh, I'm going to write that quote down so we can talk about that later. You know, it's just that extra eyes and ears of the whole situation. And with your students in these various roles, I would assume that you're finding that some students work better in various jobs um, what is the process of putting kids either in the right spot or rotating them around so even, you know, they can learn from their weaknesses? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, with, with the interview role and the debrief role, they're all interchangeable. Now, I think some of them are, are more skilled, right, with, with different parts, but we're kind of letting them, uh, you know, have that opportunity to just sort of play in every role. Um, so that way they sort of can develop those skills. The thing that we've added probably, I don't know, maybe two months or so into the school year was uh, adding a fourth student in kind of the tech role. Hmm. And so uh, we've got a couple students that are really interested in that. Uh, some of the other students aren't so much interested in the tech part of it, but we've got a couple students that are essentially, you know, they're the lead podcaster as far as, you know, running the show and, you know, producing it and putting it all together. And so that, that means that I'm pretty much freed up in the room to just take pictures and videos and support role and, and things like that. So it's, it's been really cool. Now, right now we've only got a couple students that are able to do that. So there's some podcasts where I'm still filling that role. Um, but like I said, we have 12 students right now. The hope is to grow that um, to get to about 20 by next uh, August. We're going to roll in some new sixth graders this spring and just kind of continue to develop. We were talking to Hans Apple from the uh, award-winning culture podcast and, you know, learning a little bit about some of the great things that his students are doing here. I am so impressed that this program is existing where students have essentially replaced you in the classroom. (laughs) And I'm I'm saying that kind of in humor here, but but really that's what this is all about, right? Like, you know, this is coming from 15 years as being the orchestra director where, you know, your job is to be – not on the podium. I always used to love it when the kids were up conducting each other during the concert and you just sit back and go, then my job is done, right? And if you can sit there and you can say, these kids are booking their guests and interviewing their guests and doing the post all of that stuff, dude, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. I, I, I wanted just to kind of go uh, that I want to take a left turn here and kind of yeah. just kind of do the list here. Now you said for equipment, you're using a MacBook, MacBook or Mac Pro? Yeah, MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro, and you said you're using Yetis. Is there any other equipment that you guys are using here? Uh, yes. Let's, let's talk about maybe when you're in studio versus the outside. We'll, we'll talk about the, the applications in a second, but, but what yeah. else is in studio? Yeah, the only other mic, we, so we have three blue Yetis, and then the mic that I'm on right now is a Rode mic. Okay. And so that's our fourth mic, um, and that's basically it as far as equipment. Uh, we're in a tech lab, um, and you know, we've kind of set it up so that we're, you know, kind of in a square so that 
students can interact with either their guest or if it's, um, you know, uh, like on a phone type situation, they're uh, interacting over Skype. Uh, we've used Zoom a couple times as well, but Skype and call recorder is kind of what we've used for most got, of our distance. Ecamm call recorder? Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as the post-production, what, how does all of that work? Because you guys are not just keeping it for yourselves. You guys are out there on various platforms. And of course, you know, we have all the links here over on episode number 40 here for educational podcasting today. But, you know, you guys have a Twitter account for this. You have an Instagram account for this. You have a YouTube account for this. You have an Apple podcast, Google podcast. You guys are all over. You guys are, are, are on more platforms than TeacherCast is. What? <laughs> What is the process here? I mean, are, are you out trying to get subscribers around the world? Are you just trying to get moms and dads to subscribe? What, what does the post-production editing look like? And then talk to us a little bit about the, uh, you know, the distribution side. Yeah, I mean, the, the post-production is heavy on me. Um, and like I said, I've got a couple students that are also into the post-production side of it. So they are supportive roles. Um, but again, the hope is that, you know, more and more of that can, that post-production side of it can be turned over, mm -hmm. um, as we kind of grow student abilities, right. And, and, and who their, uh, what their capabilities are. Um, so as, as far as that, um, it's a little bit laborious right now. We're using GarageBand. Um, we're putting it all on Libsyn, uh, as far as a hosting site. And then, um, you know, once you know, once you get into something like iTunes, uh, you know, Apple Podcast type thing, um, a lot of the other sites pull from there, right? Mm -hmm. So that really helps. Um, and you know, as far as the promotion of it, um, that's pretty much me and my wife, and you know, doing a lot with Twitter and Instagram and things like that. Um, and we do have a good good following. You know, it's 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 sort of growing, which is exciting. You know, it started off, it was obviously our community. Um, but what we're finding is that the guests that we're picking um, have enough interesting uh, and inspiring words that uh, it, it's starting to grow an audience of both students and I would say leadership teachers specifically um, around the country. So that's kind of fun. You guys have 200 followers for a student podcast and that is awesome. <laughs> and, and, and we should just say you can go over to at aw culture on twitter um you guys are amazingly active on this thing and, and look at all the people that are interacting with you guys um congratulations on all of that now we're going to take a quick break here but when we come back uh we are going to talk all about the community behind this getting that school buy-in figuring out how to actually do this and we're going to ask hans a little bit about some of the advice that he has for you guys who are looking to bring school podcasts Casting into the classroom. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out today's program. I wanted to take a moment today to talk to you about my friends at Student Treasures. You see, Student Treasures has been turning students into published authors for more than 20 years. They've been providing everything that you need to turn your class into published authors, and they do it for free. Student Treasures free publishing kit makes it easy, and this hands-on writing activity motivates your students to write and inspires them to learn by turning their writing and illustrations into a one-of-a-kind book. Creating a class book promotes student collaboration, builds self-esteem, and is easy way to incorporate all 
of the educational standards. So you see, when you turn your students into published authors, you'll automatically receive a free teacher's copy of your class's book along with any copies ordered by their parents. Nothing will motivate your students more than seeing their work come to life in a real book. But don't take our word for it. More than 440,000 teachers have turned over 14 million students into published authors with student treasures. You don't want to miss the looks on their faces when they see their works come to life in a professionally bound book. They'll love looking back on this treasured keepsake for years to come. Learn more about publishing and turn your class into proud authors at studenttreasures.com forward slash teachercast. And we're back talking to Hans Apple from the award-winning Culture Podcast, a great show that he's doing with his students. And we talked a little bit about the equipment that he's using. We talked a little bit about the process, the fact that he's going to be expanding to work with his students more on the post-production stuff. But I want to learn a little bit about what happens after you hit that publish button, because it's one thing to create. It's another thing to promote. How... How is your community beyond maybe just mom and dad? Like, how, how are you actually getting this out there to your community? Are you doing newsletters? Is the YouTube video taken off? What happens after you actually publish that that uh, that that podcast? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely uh, you know hitting Instagram and Twitter pretty hard. It's on all of our Facebook stuff. We uh, you know certainly send it out uh, you know occasionally through. Um, just, uh, you know, local school email type things as far as our own community. Um, we're definitely getting uh, attention, you know, just from our local media. Um, you know, what we're doing is different for our area. There isn't anything like this around here. So, um, of course, that draws in interest and, and people want to know more about it. Um, so all of those things, I think, help us drive um, people to the show. Have you had a chance to connect with other schools that are doing student-based podcasts, whether it be in your area or around the world? Yeah, and that's, that's actually one of our kind of next things we're working on. Um, so the idea became, okay, let's, let's start connecting with other leadership uh, programs uh, and other schools. And so we've, we've done a couple so far. Um, I would say, um, and we've got more you know, kind of scheduled throughout the rest of this year, our biggest challenge is um, if they haven't done podcasting, if they haven't, you know, kind of lived that a little bit, there is a hurdle. So even if they have the equipment or whatnot, you know, teaching their students how to elaborate, teaching their students how to, you know, kind of intentionally uh, ask, answer questions or ask questions and go through things. I think that's been a process um, that, that I've seen. Um, and so I guess picking the right schools and the right leaders and the right educators that can kind of support, uh, some of the pre-show work that has to happen to get the students ready, um, to kind of be on a podcast is huge. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's something we're excited about. Our kids have enjoyed the first few that we've done. Um, I think all together we've recorded about 26 podcasts for the year. Uh, we've released, I think 16 hmm. and so far only two, uh, that we've, re that we've recorded have been with other leadership, uh, schools, but I know just in the next month we have three more. So, you know, we're kind of adding those in to the other work we're doing. And, and, and tell me again here, this is done all during the day. 
Exactly. This is part of a class. So is there an assessment piece to this? Are you grading them in any way? No, it's, it's, I wouldn't even say it's part of a class. It's, it's during a class period, but it's really kind of separate. Like I say, it's almost like a passion project or, or genius hour where they're still expected to do whatever they're, you know, responsible for in the class that they're missing. Um, so, you know, you're working with pretty highly motivated kids, you know, kids that are like, yeah, I'll miss, you know, this class and, and make up this work to be able to do this podcast today. Right. So um, it, it is kind of a it's, it, you know, it's it's definitely labor intensive for them. Um, just to give you an idea, um, we've had several podcasts that were even outside of the school day. Um, I had kids showing up on a Sunday um, of winter break, um, to come record a podcast. Wow. Um, I had kids show up at 6am, um, to do a presentation that I can tell you all about. It's, it was pretty exciting too. So, I mean, this is a passionate group. That's like, you know, give me more. Right. And that's kind of, I think that's back to our thing we were talking about earlier. Why did we start this? That's what we saw last year is this group was like, give me more. We, we want to learn more. We want to do more. We want to change the world kind of thing. So um, we're just kind of trying to fan that, that flame, I guess. I, I, this is, you know, first of all, if you guys haven't had a chance, go over to Apple podcast, go to Google podcast or Stitcher radio right now, check out the award-winning culture podcast. Um, I was listening to, to, to some of these episodes before uh, Hans and I got on today. It is really good stuff. And, and I can't you know stress enough. If you are out there looking to, bring podcasting into your classroom um check them out on twitter aw culture i'm sure the kids will love to uh, hear from you guys and if you are doing a podcast out there and i'm saying this because uh hans we got a few more teachers coming up over the next few weeks that are doing this kind of thing i would love to get you guys connected and and would love to see how all this stuff works now Talk to us a little bit about some of the other hurdles or some of the things that you guys have maybe learned over the last couple a couple episodes here. I mean, is there a political aspect to doing a podcast in the school? Do you have to make sure that you're not hitting certain topics but can hit others? Have you been given any guidelines by your school district as to what's what's on the table and what's off the table? No guidelines. Um, you know, it's all new territory. So, you know, there really hasn't been any censorship or anything like that. Um, you know, obviously most of what we're doing is is pretty focused on leadership, culture, and character specifically. So, um, we're not hitting too many controversial political type, you know, uh, topics. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really been, you know, pretty supportive, I would say community wise, school wise. So there hasn't been a lot of, you know, challenges and hurdles, uh, to get over. I'll tell you the parents, um, particularly of some of the students that are involved with the podcast have, just had the most incredible words uh, to describe the experience for their kids. Um, and I, you know, that I think has been just so powerful for me personally, you know, it's to see that um, this matters so much to them. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking of several students that, uh, you know, they have a lot of cool things happening, but this is like one of the driving forces as to why they want to be at school. Um, you know, that gets you excited, you know, mm -hmm. as an educator, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, we're doing something that is purposeful and meaningful beyond words. 
So how do things, how do you see things working in the future, right? This is a, a middle school type program. Eventually your older kids are going to move up to the next school. Yeah. And then the idea is to train the younger generation. And, and I'm just asking, like, do you have all seventh graders do this job? All eighth graders do this job? Or are you still, you're still trying to figure this out, right? Yeah. I, right now I, I see them all being interchangeable at the middle school level. I think your question really gets interesting as to what happens beyond middle school, you know, because I've got students in high school that are looking at this going, Mr. Apple, what the heck? Why, why wasn't this around last year? Why wasn't this around the year before? Uh oh. And so, you know what I mean though? So it's like, okay, how can we help sort of grow into something at the high school level? I, I, I know these students, they're not going to be done with this in middle school. You know, they, they're going to want to either, somehow be connected to us or somehow start something at that level. Well, what, what are the next steps? Like what, what are you, what, what is the plan or what are you thinking is the plan, you know, for your school, but how do you spread this culture out? What are your next steps here? Yeah. So I, I think right now we're in the process of onboarding some additional sixth graders. Um, and so getting them up to speed. So we've started bringing them into the fold and some of the podcasts for them to watch and observe and kind of, um, you know, be flies on the wall of the process. Um, and um, one of the things that, that we're doing is we're planning a retreat this spring, kind of like a, almost like a leadership retreat, but specific to podcasting. And so we're excited about that. The kids are really involved um, with the planning of that and what that's going to look like. You know, obviously some, some culture building kinds of activities, some actual practice of, okay, how do you talk into a mic? How do you, you know, where do you, how do you sit? How do you, you know, interview somebody? How do you paraphrase, you know, what somebody says? How do you, you know, have follow-up questions back? You know, all of those little steps that you have to actually intentionally teach. Um, the idea is that these kids that we're training right now will then train kind of that next generation, right? The, the sixth graders this spring to get them up to speed for the, the fall. So are, are these little lessons, things that you guys just kind of bring up as they come? Are you finding that you're starting to build a little curriculum into this? Or maybe there is part of the week where it's sit down and lecture or sit down and listen to some shows or, hey, let's watch, you know, Larry King and figure <laughs> out what he's doing. Like, how, how are you teaching these skills? Yeah, there's definitely no lecture. <laughs> there's no formal curriculum type thing. Or, or you uh, lecture behind or, the microphone or something. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, it, it's definitely not formal. It, it's, it's more, I would say, on-the-job training, right? It's, it's in the moment. It, it's, it's then following up and analyzing what went well, what didn't go well. Um, everybody kind of has their own process. Like I've got one girl, and she will listen to all of the podcasts uh, meticulously and like almost transcribe them and then um, go back through and, you know, kind of find her mistakes. Um, you know, we've got students that kind of collaborate together and, and figure out, you know, where they can improve. Um, one of the cool things that we had, like I mentioned, sixth graders coming in and, and kind of getting a, a first dose of experience with it recently. Um, it was cool to watch some of our seventh and eighth graders sharing their mistakes. You know, this is something that I'm working on. This is something that I'm not good at yet. And so, you know, when we talk about, you know, that whole empowerment piece and that, you know, putting them in that leadership role of sort of driving this project, it, it's becoming more and more that way. Like even like 
with say the debrief kid, you know, like that particular student that is assigned for a particular interview, they have full autonomy as to how they, you know, keep track of the information. So we have kids that will do sketch notes. We have kids that, you know, do Cornell notes. They're very formal. We have other kids that are just doing outline. So it really varies. And then it's, you know, they're using whatever is going to help them in the situation um, to really run that debrief portion of it. And so once they kind of have that ability to see, oh, this is how I need to do it. This is how I'm going to learn best during this interview so that I can kind of run the next part of the interview or the next part of the podcast. Then, like, like you said earlier, I'm kind of stepping back out of it. So it's less about me teaching and then them just running with it. Hans, you know that someday, maybe soon, your students are going to listen to this very episode. What advice do you have for them? What do you want them to know about maybe how proud you are or maybe use this as an opportunity to tell them to go do their homework? What would you say to your students if they were listening to this right now? The thing that I tell them as often as I can uh, beyond how proud I am of them and how proud my wife is of them as well. She's heavily involved with all this as well. Um, the thing that, that I would say that we try to reiterate is be you. That's, that's kind of over and over the message. And how crazy a thought, you know, that is to tell a 12 or 13 year old to be themselves, right? Um, be in the moment, be you, be present, all those things that kind of go with be you. Um, but it's been so cool to watch the self-discovery. And, you know, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're creating a video that's kind of a behind the scenes of all the podcasting things. So we've been able to kind of ask them, what have you learned? What have, what have you gotten from this? And it's been amazing, you know, just the confidence um, that, that I've seen and that my wife has seen through the process. Um, so I guess if they were listening to this podcast right now, I would, I would just, you know, continue to push them to figure out who they are and really and own that and, and be proud of that because they're, I'm just, just blown away by these kids every day. They're just exceptional kids. And, and what advice would you have for any teacher out there that's listening to this going, look, I've got a bunch of students that are interested. I want to try this. Uh, I, I don't think I have the money to buy things. What advice do you have for other educators out there? So I guess my first piece of advice would be to figure out exactly what it is you're trying to do. Um, I think from the very beginning, we were looking at kind of going outside of our community, which kind of drove some of the decisions that we did um, from technology wise to applications and all that kind of stuff. If I was to tell somebody, here's the advice to go start a podcast, I would probably start with a program like GoSynth, you know, the Synth program. It's just I'm really good. short, right? It's just short they're not long podcasts, but like, it's so simple. Like it, that would be the place to probably start if you were going to do a classroom podcast. Um, the biggest suggestion I would have is just embrace risk taking, right? Because you're going to make mistakes all the way along. And, um, you know, we were just very open and honest from day one with the kids. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're just, we're just playing and we're just going to learn as we go. And so I think that that kind of like took that initial pressure off of like, okay, I'm going to be judged if I screw this up kind of thing. I, I couldn't say it better. You know, when you start off, 
you know that you've got a, a learning curve. You know that you've got a community that's out there looking to help you out. Um, I would say if anybody out there is looking to bring podcasting into their classroom and maybe he's listening to this year, of course, you know, check out everything over on TeacherCast over at episode number 40. Also, we have some great resources over at podcastingwithstudents.com. I think Hans and I are going to be working on a few things to show off what, <laughs> what you can actually do over there. So check out podcastingwithstudents.com. But Hans, you've got some great resources. What are, some of, what are the websites and places that we can go to, to check out this great podcast and learn more about what you're doing with your students? Yeah, so uh, awardwinningculture.com is kind of our website. Um, and uh, gosh, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you type in awardwinningculture, um, you know, into Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, Lipson, you're going to find us. Um, and uh, would love to hear from people. We're, we're definitely, again, I'm excited to hear that you've got some, some more student podcasters coming up because I love your idea of, of helping us connect with some of those people. I, I do. I, and, and what I'd yeah. like to, to, I'm going to put you on the spot here and, and ask yeah. you the question here, but I, I think once we get, I, I've got like four or five coming on over the next month or so, but I would love to get all of you guys together and just do a round table of, okay. That'd be so fun. I'm yeah. in. You got, you got 11 to 17 year olds or even younger. Right. What do you do? How do you do it? And, and, and again, it's that simple question of what have you learned? Like what, yeah. what, what do you, what do you, what, what is all this? I don't know if maybe we can even figure out how to get the kids together to do one big, huge kid. Kid, kid cast? I don't know if we can say it that way. But anyway. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. We've actually been asked by a couple different podcasts to have some of our students on. So they're pretty excited about that. You know, that's coming down the pike. So they get to, they get to be the guest, right, and kind of sit in the other seat for a little while. So, Guys, it's check it out. Fun. The award-winning podcast. Go to awardwinningculture.com. A lot of great things over there. Check them out on Twitter. All the links are going to be over on educational podcasting today. This is episode number 40. Hans, look, congratulations. Uh, and to you and your wife, too, for doing such a great job with these kids, with the show. And if you haven't checked it out yet, guys, go over to awardwinningculture.com. I love the Weebly site. I love all the resources. Um, uh, another plug here. I, I love the fact that your guys are promoting Synth. Synth is an amazing little uh, application that's doing some great things out there for student podcasting. So check that stuff out today. Hans, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for being with us. Jeff, I've had an amazing time. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to say thank you guys out there for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. There's, of course, several great ways to bring podcasting into your students. But, of course, it starts on Twitter by reaching out to us at Podcasting Today, emailing us at feedback at teachercast.net. And if you have any questions about how to do this, check out podcastingwithstudents.com. And, you know, guys, if you are looking for a great community to join, you can go over to Educational Podcasting. Dot tips. That's educationalpodcasting.tips. Join over 400 teachers that are bringing podcasting into their classroom over at educationalpodcasting.tips. And one more time, we want to say thank you guys for making TeacherCast a part of your professional development network. On behalf of everybody here in the network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.